0: welcome to the lace up and run podcast we are episode number two today's episode is brought to you by gooder sunglasses i'll tell you what i hadn't wasn't very familiar with gooder up until um, an employee of mine recommended that we start carrying them in our running stores and ever since then i order you know anywhere between 30 and 50 of these things at a time and i can't keep them usually i'll post them on social media that i've got them and within a you know, three-hour window. I'm completely sold out of them. So here a few weeks ago, I decided, you know, what's the hype about with these things? Gooder Advertises, no slip, no bounce, all polarized. So I thought I would give them a try. I picked up two units for myself. One is called Bilzy, I'm going to mess this up, Bilzy Bubs. Bilzy Bubz Bourbon Burpees. I chose that color because I happen to be a bourbon connoisseur so therefore that one makes sense and I also picked up silverback squat mobility I went with that one for a few reasons one I thought the color was pretty cool two I happen to uh, really like silverback gorillas when we go to the zoo that's one of my favorite exhibits and three um, I'm getting older so this comes with the territory, you're going to have a silver back. But I have to give it to Gooder. I tried them out, and it is legit. They do not slip. They do not bounce. Um, they are polarized. So when I tried them out on my run, they did exactly as they described. Um, reading directly of Gooder's flyer, no slip. We use special grip coating to construct our frame to help eliminate slippage when sweating. As we move into the summer, that's going to be pretty crucial. No bounce. Our frame is snug and lightweight with a comfortable fit to prevent bouncing while running. I experienced absolutely no bounce whatsoever when I ran with mine. All polarized, glare reducing polarized lenses, and UV 400 protection that blocks 100% of harmful rays. I like to polarize glasses for a lot of reasons. Um, Being a fisherman, I enjoy polarized lenses. To look over the water, it just helps immensely. And number four on Gooder's list is no leopards, and I read directly from their list. No one wearing Gooder running sunglasses has ever been attacked by a leopard, as far as they know. How can you be any gooder than that? Uh, Just thinking off the cuff, another popular set that we've had, that we've done really well with, is Whiskey Shots with Satan. Um, I mention that because today is Worldwide Whiskey Day. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the struggles to survive in run specialty during these troubling times. Um, More to refine that a little bit, the struggles that we as Run to Succeed Sports, RTS Sports, um, have had during these troubling times. And... I want to end the show with a little bit of optimism and, uh, positivity in some of the things that we're doing and, um, pushing forward to make this work out. The Lace Up and Run podcast is your source for all things running. We keep it lighthearted and fun. There may even be a little bourbon consumption during the show. Boop. We cover trail running, road running, ultra marathons, obstacle course racing, and much more. We provide shoe reviews, gear reviews, running advice, race information, and all other topics to keep you motivated and successful as a runner. We can all share in the running addiction and keep you moving forward. Welcome to the Lace Up and Run podcast episode two. This episode discusses the challenges Run to Succeed Sports has dealt with as a running specialty store and race management brand um, during these COVID-19 shutdowns. How are we dealing with all of the race cancellations and our stores being mandated to be closed? Um, hopefully by the end of this episode, um, some of our positivity and optimism you'll you'll uh, be able to share with and uh, see what we're doing to try to move forward through this. Um it's been a challenge, it's it's going to be an uphill climb, but we're determined to make it happen and get through this. Um, as I mentioned um, in the intro, today is Worldwide Whiskey Day, and as a um, self-proclaimed um, tradition of this show, um, we always have a little bit of bourbon uh, flowing here during the show, if that's your thing. Um, today, I went with the Evan Williams Single Barrel Vintage. This particular bottle was barreled in October of 2011 and moved from the charred oak barrel into a bottle um, eight years later. And It's not overly expensive, but has a great flavor, and that's what we're going with in today's show. So, there you have it on Worldwide Whiskey Day, which should be a worldwide holiday for all of us. Uh, We record this episode here in my studio. For those of you who know me, this studio is a customized, cook- portable warehouse that I had made to look like a cabin. And this cabin has been converted into a bourbon bar. But for purposes of a podcast, we're going to call it a studio because that just makes much more sense and it's more fun. Usually we post these episodes on Thursdays. Um, There are two reasons why we chose today. Reason number one, it's Worldwide Whiskey Day. Reason number two is today would have been the seventh annual, when I say today, this is Saturday, May 16th, as we record this, today would have been the seventh annual Four Mile Run of Valor. Um, hosted at Lake Murfreesboro State Park in Murfreesboro, Illinois. Why is that important? Well, in 2014, um, I at that point in time, I was a full-time law enforcement officer. I'm going to tell you this story as to how we began, because I think it's pertinent to understand everything that flows behind it. In 2014, I was a full-time law enforcement officer we decided that we wanted to as a runner um, we wanted to put together a race to benefit the wounded warrior project now i had done my first race ever uh, the fall before so the fall of 2013 at the same location lake murfreesboro it was called the little big challenge i enjoyed the event i'm not a competitive runner usually when i sign up to these races i do them for the fun of it to benefit uh, the charity you know whatever the case may be but i'm not there to be competitive so I went out there and I ran the Little Big Challenge. It was a fun event; enjoyed it. So fast forward to the following spring, I thought, well, let's let's do the Run of Valor at Lake Murfreesboro State Park. Never had any intentions of repeating it. We just wanted to do it once, make a donation to Wounded Warriors, and move on. Well, it went well um, despite uh, the race clock issue. So, um, if anybody's listening to this that participated in that race, we had ordered a race clock to time the event with Um, the local running club here where i'm from river to river runners had reached out and offered to provide race timing services and i respectfully declined because i didn't want to spend any more money towards things that i had to so that you know i could uh, maximize the charitable uh, the charitable contribution so I actually um, had came across a heck of a deal where I got a, it's not fancy, but it was a race timing clock. Um, so I was super excited. It, was, it would have ultimately been cheaper for the race timing clock than it was to, to pay for the timing services. So <laughs> we got it in the mail, made sure it worked, everything was fine, um, made the hour or so drive that it is from my residence to Lake Murfreesboro State Park that morning set up the race timing clock and realized that i had forgot the race timing remote control at home and that particular race clock had to have the remote to even turn it on so there we were with this brand new race clock that i had bought and could not use so we ended up timing it with stopwatches and just clipboard and paper and writing everything down but Apparently, nobody was too overly upset about it because next thing you know, um, I had a couple of requests to provide some timing services for some local races um, that were coming up in the fall, some late summer, fall, and um, as I mentioned that particular day to those individuals who asked, I said, you know, I don't really do this. I don't provide race, race timing, um, but hey, why not? I'm available that day, so let's do it and that just began to evolve further um, to where we were doing more and more races per year um, both managing and timing and anything in between um, to the point up to 2018 where we were probably managing slash timing any you know anything in between again um, 70 plus races a year so i started kicking around the idea of retiring taking an early retirement from my law enforcement career and potentially opening up a running specialty store to have in conjunction with my race management and timing company so in 2018 um, I had the opportunity to make that happen in negotiations with the city Um, we did a little buyout kind of opportunity and I effectively retired from law enforcement and launched a running specialty store in marion illinois uh, in april of 2018 things had gone well um you know not retail its such an unknown and so it was a huge risk but uh we moved into it and took that risk and surprisingly it was was going very well and i I had no regrets we had the opportunity to expand and open a second location in Paducah, Kentucky, uh, which I did. And 10 days after we opened the doors in Paducah, we had to shut down both the Marion, Illinois, and Paducah, Kentucky locations because of the COVID 19 pandemic, which created a lot of problems because, you know, like most small businesses, um, when you're being successful, the way to expand is to take a lot of that liquid capital that you have and reinvest it. And that's what we had done. We reinvested it into the second location and bam, we had to close the doors. So uh, you know things were well and then we went from well to crash and burn. And I don't mean to be pessimistic um, in this podcast. This isn't a pity party, uh, but I also don't want to tiptoe around the tulips i want to be transparency or transparent rather sorry and and let you know just you know how how real this is um covid19 is real the deaths that have been caused by it of course are real um but for small businesses like mine and many others the collateral damage is real as well and it's just the reality of the fact that you know during the, the the weeks that we've been closed if you go back to 2019 and run my analytical numbers our best highest sales numbers uh, best grossing numbers were during these weeks that that we happen to be closed and also as a race management company this is also the most popular time uh, for road races to be taking place you know spring's kicking in people want to get out of that winter slumber and get out and start participating in these races And a lot of folks who had set their new year's resolutions he couldn't, you know, for fitness related things, couldn't exactly get into it all that much in January, February, but we roll into March, April, May, uh, where the weather's right. And it's time to get involved in these races and raise these monies for charities. And bam, they're all canceled. Uh, for me, for RTS sports, uh, we've had, uh, races cancel all the way up through August at this point. Um, who knows how much further that's going to go. Um, and that's a lot of lost revenue for us. You know, not the, the sales revenue from the store is one thing, but race revenue is a big portion of what we do. And those things are now gone. Um, sadly during the closures, you know, a lot of that money that we reinvested into trying to open the second location, um, those invoices are all coming due. And, ain't nobody going to pay them for me you know There, there's rent still has to be paid uh, product invoices still has to be paid uh, along with utilities and so forth those things don't go away and it, because of that they just continue to pile up and pile up and pile up and I went from a business whom had limited debt if any to now being just overloaded with debt and swimming in debt Um, because you know for seven weeks we had no revenue other than very limited revenue coming in from like online sales and and so forth but doesn't offset the the invoices and the lease agreements Um, and a lot of people reach out to me and I I appreciate the idea behind it when they reach out and say well did you look into the payment uh, the PPP the payment protection program did you look into the idle loan from the SBA did you look into these grants and that trust me folks i when you're quarantined at home and you can't go to your work uh, i've looked into everything possible i've attended every webinar i've watched every youtube video i've read every article that i can read and the truth of the matter is uh, the ppp which what i thought made the most sense because it was supposed to be forgivable so it was going to be a grant just doesn't work for many small businesses and and the, the reason being is because of the amount of restrictions that are placed on it now, i'm a small government kind of guy to begin with i don't want government handout i've always believed that if you want it you work for it and you earn it and I, i'm never going to stick my hand out and request help from anybody up until this whole ppp thing because i'm thinking you know at this point in time you know, the government shut me down and if the government wants to offer me um this grant to try to help you know I'm I'm almost becoming reliant upon this you know to survive so I looked into it Uh, the, the troubling thing with the payment protection program is is it's based on your average monthly payroll from 2019 so I can't count the Paducah location so I'm only going with the original store location and I don't have a lot of payroll I work most of my hours so payroll is very limited therefore the amount that was offered to me from the PPP was very limited and then when you add to that 75% of it has to go back to retaining your employees and your employees salary within eight weeks well the challenge to that is is within eight weeks of receiving it the challenge to that is is we're still mandated by the state to be closed so you can't bring your employees back and 75 percent of that to go back to the employees left me with a very minute amount to be able to apply towards um lease agreements and and so forth so it, it works well i guess if you have a large payroll but in our perspective we do not um so it wasn't very beneficial i don't feel and then you know a lot of people said well are you doing curbside and online so with with online sales i did not have an online store set up we were brick and mortar retail only uh, as far as the running store side of things not the race side of things and the reason why I didn't set up an online store is because it's restrictive with the brands that I work with. Take example, New Balance. The models of New Balance shoes that we carry are run specialty store specific models only. They're not allowed to be sold online. You can list them online and say, I have these, but you have to come into the store to see them, and you know, but you cannot sell them online. And That's specific to New Balance, but there are some other brands that I work with that had their own restrictions in place as well for online sales. So I never did online sales. Well, when we were mandated to close, I said, we're going to do this. We have to. So I set up an online store, but I had to build it from scratch. So um, I basically started from ground zero, built an online store, and put it out there. And it's done okay. You know, we've had several online store sales. Um, it's ultimately made up about 15% or so of what our average uh, monthly gross had been you know the year before when we're comparing numbers uh, month to month curbside you know if if you've been fitted for a shoe and you know what you want you know what you like it works for you curbside is fine but When you're coming from the perspective of being a specialty service, so run specialty means it's that one-on-one. It's that uh, we use our 3D foot scanning technology to get the information that we need. We analyze your gait. Uh, It's that what are you looking for in the shoe? Are you a marathoner? Are you a short-distance runner? Maybe you're not a runner at all. You just need good quality footwear. Whatever the case may be, it's that one-on-one experience that you get in a run specialty store. Not just Run to Succeed Sports, but any run specialty store. And curbside just does not fit that um, absolutely curbside is better than nothing and you know we're going to do it, but it's it just doesn't give you that one on one experience that shoe fitting experience that separates the running specialty market from the box store market and I think that's super crucial and I think what it leads to is ultimately more people wanting to um, do returns because it wasn't that one-on-one it was you know hey that's a cool looking shoe i like that color i'm gonna order it online and pick it up curbside well it doesn't work that way or it's that uh, not to pick on hoka because hokas are amazing an amazing brand but hoka shoes for the women 99 percent plus of the time are half size big so if you generally wear a nine, you need to buy an eight and a half. Well, a lot of people don't know that if you don't have that one-on-one experience and trying it on in person. So they jump online and they order a size that they ultimately have to return because it's not correct. So, you know, the, the, the point of this is, is we RTS sports run to succeed sports was once a, a healthy and, and growing business, um, and now we have a huge uphill climb, and there is no doubt about it that there are many small businesses that have it far worse than we do, no doubt. And I, I, I feel for them, and I hope that they can uh, get it together and get back on their feet and and recover. But it, you know, it's a challenge for us all. What I have learned from this, for sure, is that um, it, if we survive, it's not going to be. Uh, from any sort of government handout um, it, we're gonna have to carve our own path to prosperity and I'm okay with that yeah you know I, I built this business from ground up once and it, if we have to start over and build it up from ground up twice that's what we'll do um, which leads me to um, getting out of the negative times and what this has caused and trying to be more optimistic um, you know, we, we did launch an online store and, and like I, I previously mentioned, it's done okay. You know, it's uh, only generated about 15 to 20% depending on the week of uh, the, what we had expected in gross revenue, only from one store. Uh, the Paducah location, which is still closed, um, is, is a different thing. And I haven't counted that into any of my numbers because we were only open for 10 days. So there's no sort of data to really um, compare with. It's all about just... Um, projecting what that store would have done um, so we, we really have no idea there uh, so we, we did launch the online store and things were going well um, just so happens that uh, the late end of April um, I had a conversation with our mayor and in, in Marion and he basically told me um, you know do what you need to do to survive and I'll support you. And I took that to heart. So I decided to, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get all political in this podcast. That's not what this is about. So I decided to uh, open my doors. And whether you agree or not, we can have that debate another time. That, that's not pertinent for this podcast conversation. But I opened my doors on a limited basis. I, I wanted to see just uh, limited hours, see if we were going to have anybody even come in. Um, if so, what was the feedback going to be? You know, were people going to come in yelling at me, telling me that I have, you know, no concern for human life? You know, whatever. I, I just wanted to see what the feedback was going to be, and those those first few days went very well. We had uh, what what I learned from that was is people are itching to get out of their homes. People are itching to spend money locally um, and support small businesses so i have expanded that and went to a full schedule and since doing that the first 15 days of may so uh, up through yesterday um, our gross sales data store only in marion has already topped what we did in may of 2019 uh, which is an indicator to me that i made the right choice People have supported me immensely and it's, it's been awesome. It, it's been a great feeling and it's just great after seven to eight weeks, whatever it's been, um, to, to get back into the store and do what I'm passionate about and enjoy doing day to day. And to have the support from, from all of you has been awesome. Um, a couple other things that we've done to try to move forward and, and get past this is we launched some virtual races. And I know virtual races are popping up all over the country. Um, sadly, it's the new norm. I don't know when we're going to be able to get together as a large group again and put on some of these races. I mean, we Run to Succeed Sports personally owns 15-ish races that we host every year and then involved in another 60 or so and i i don't know when we're going to see that again uh, hopefully sooner than later it's just such an unknown as as you know um so we have launched some virtual races um today as i mentioned would have been our seventh annual run of valor the race that, that propelled us into a business and and totally altered my life uh, from a law enforcement career into a fitness career but um, so we've launched that op- to, to be virtually, um, uh, Lake Murfreesboro State Park. If you are from Southern Illinois, Lake Murfreesboro State Park has opened their park. So you can go do the actual course if you want. It's a, it's a four mile loop around the lake, um, four miles anywhere that you choose. Uh, you know, we, doesn't matter. Just, uh, it supports the cause. It supports us. And, uh, if you have the ability to do it, that would be awesome, um, the other thing that we've done is we opened up, because today is Worldwide Whiskey Day, which is exciting unto itself if you're me, um, we opened up a virtual bootlegger 50K. Um, the idea behind this is if you ever visit Whiskey Row in Louisville, Kentucky, um, the addresses on Whiskey Row go from 101 to 133 whiskey row so a difference of 32 uh, places so we decided to just roll that 32 number into a 50k just kind of a gimmicky thing um we've got it set up to you you can run it walk it bike it we don't care Uh, do it all at once break it up into as many segments as you want we've got it open between now uh, may 16th worldwide whiskey day all the way to june 14th which is National Bourbon Day. So anywhere in between there that you get those miles done, add them all up, cumulative, uh, you get the shirt, the medal, and the race bib, and it's a pretty cool looking medal. You can visit our websites, runtosucceed.com, click on the little tab that says virtual races, and then you'll find it, and knock out the bootlegger 50K. Uh, most importantly, just as you're doing it, do not get caught with the whiskey because, you know, that's a serious offense with these liquor commissions and uh, just steer clear of that. Um, so run a 50K, don't get caught with the whiskey, have a good time. And if you don't get caught with it, consume it when you're done, right? So uh, back to uh, back to where we're at. Um, things are moving forward. Uh, run to Succeed Sports is going to survive uh you know, Kentucky right now has a a target date of May 20th. So only next Wednesday from the time I'm recording this to open up retail in a limited capacity down there, which we intend to do. And hopefully it's receptive and uh, does as well as the Marion location has done. Um, If you, if you didn't before, uh, hopefully you realize now, how important it is to support small businesses it is so crucial I will be the first to admit to you that prior to being a small business owner I didn't think much about it I I would be the first guy to jump on Amazon getting into the business and and realizing how important it is and, and now in these troubling times where it's you know became that much more crucial please support your small businesses uh, whether it be running specialty, no matter what it is, uh, you know it's it's super crucial. We will survive. We're doing well um, in these first couple of weeks of May. Uh, we're going to keep moving forward and uh, hopefully get back to a race schedule in the near future, where we can start seeing all your smiling faces. Um, at these, well, I'll say smiling faces at the start of the race. A lot of you have some different faces and some choice words for me when you cross the finish line, (laughs) but the smiling faces, at least at the beginning of the races, I look forward to seeing soon. And I will leave you with this. Uh, This is a quote from our second president of the United States, John Adams. Cities may be rebuilt and a people reduced to poverty may acquire fresh property. But a constitution of government, once changed from freedom, can never be restored. Liberty, once lost, is lost forever. Thank you all so much, and have a wonderful day.